Hello, everyone, and welcome to Watch and Walk podcast with Ebenezer. This podcast aims at inspiring you to trust in God and obey His Word every day. Be edified as you listen to this exhortation. Hello, friend. My name is Ebenezer, and I believe God's grace is keeping you well. I trust that you got something beneficial from the first part of my conversation with Abraham. Well, today I'm going to share with you the second part of our interaction, where we talk about the opportunities that Abraham had to be a blessing to his world. And let me remind you that the role of Abraham is played by Dr. Joel Gregory, who is a professor of preaching at Baylor's Truest Seminary in Waco, Texas. Please take a listen to this one. I'm going to look at one specific opportunity that God gave you. But before I look at that, uh, what would you consider as the greatest opportunity that God gave you to be a blessing? I mean, you talked about covenant and blessings and the calling and everything. Just, yeah. just talk to me about just one. one, well, one. It, had to be, it had to be the birth of Isaac because you mm-hmm. see the blessing was connected with the coming of a son. Okay. Who would have a family, who would have a family on and on so that I'd have descendants as many as his grands sea, sea sand by the sea, stars in the sky, huge bunch of people. So the most important thing after we waited nearly 25 years was the birth of Isaac. And his name means laughter because Sarah laughed when she heard she was going to have a baby. In fact, the whole thing was hilarious. Nobody believed it. They thought we were crazy hmm. saying we were going to have a baby. And then when I was 100 years old, she was 97 and we had a baby. Hmm. And they stopped laughing. Remember, I had 318 servants that left with me. I had a big staff. I had a big staff. I was a rich man. Oh, yeah. I I was a rich man. And they laughed when I said that we're going to stay out here in the desert till we have a son. But then one night they heard that boy cry and they fell on their face in the sand and said, Great is the God of Abraham. God got the (laughs) last one. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. It was a big Yeah, that's such a great opportunity. Wow, wow. Definitely, mm-hmm. Isaac was a great opportunity indeed. Now, uh, let me just focus on one opportunity that I picked from your story. That has to do with your interaction with the Lord regarding God's intention, I mean, his intention to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh-huh. Um, scripture says that you began your plea with the Lord uh, from 50 righteous people. And you yeah. lobbied and lobbied and lobbied until you got to 10. So my question is, what informed your confidence in your continual intercession? It, what made yeah. you believe that God would respond anytime you went ahead and asked for more? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, in this case, like less, you know? Well, it's fascinating. You know, uh, this, this God, you know, later, you know, he revealed himself. Yahweh, you know, when I first met him, I didn't know what his name was. Uh, <laughs> it's God, A-L-E-L. You know, it's an ancient Semitic name for God. Mm-hmm. It was your letters, E-L-L, you know. Um, uh, you know, later on, I gave him the name, you know, when that thing happened with Isaac, Jehovah Jireh, all kind of names. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, he would respond when you talk to him. He about right. It was a negotiation. It wasn't just a one-sided. And also, I knew he was righteous. He wasn't going to wipe out a whole city 
with fire and brimstone, men, women, children, cats, dogs, goats, and everything. If there were any righteousness about it, that's why I kept bargaining with him. Can you find 50 down to 10? I tell you, Sodom and Gomorrah were just absolutely a cesspool. Nobody, nobody there could be could be saved. And I begged him if there were even 10 people, have mercy on all those people. It's a bad scene. He took it very seriously. Hmm. Wow. Wow. And then uh, just following up on that, uh, people are listening. They're still struggling to reconcile this concept of divine mercy and justice. Uh, Just from that experience, what would you say to that? how, how, how should we understand? How should we view God, especially in regard uh, regarding His justice and mercy? I mean, the link between the two. Well, it's always a problem. He is absolutely righteous, absolutely just. He cannot tolerate the presence of sin. He judges sin, and uh, when he finds it, if there's repentance, he forgives it totally. It's interesting. One of my descendants said he puts it in the deepest part of the sea, puts sin behind his back, doesn't remember it anymore, if there's repentance. But if you don't repent, you run square into his almighty justice. Hmm. Mishpat is the old Semitic word, and it's attention. He loves mercy. Judgment is a strange word for him. But he also has some respect for human choice. And if you choose to break his commandments, you really don't break them. They break you. Wow. It's a severe mercy. Somebody wrote a book not long ago. I don't read that much anymore. My eyes are bad after 4,000 years. But they called it a severe mercy. Hmm. Well, that's really enlightening. helps me understand the link between the justice of God and his mercy. I trust that you were edified by this second part of my conversation with Abraham. Please make a date with me next week for the third part of our interaction. Until then, may God bless your meditation on this one. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to Watch and Walk Podcast with Ebenezer. Watch and Walk podcast comes to you this and every Wednesday. To get notifications of new episodes, please subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by Watch and Walk Ministry. Visit us at watchandwalk.org to learn more about this ministry. God bless you.